SBS Radio. I'm joined by uh, Councillor Wasakam Emelda Davis of the City of Sydney to explore our historic development, the renaming of Ben Boyd National Park. Welcome to NITV Radio, Councillor. Thank you so much. Now, after so much campaigning, and uh, in a year when we are marking 175 years since uh, Benjamin Boyd trafficked some 200 Vanuatu and New Caledonian men as slaves to labor across um, Australia, now a national park that had been named after this controversial person has been renamed. That's right. It's um welcomed healing process, and it's so important because... The traditional owners from the local area, the Fawa traditional owners, and Uncle BJ Cruz, who's the long-standing chair of the local Aboriginal Land Council, have actually been advocating for 20 years to have this park name changed. Um, but layered with the atrocities of blackbirding and our consistent lobbying over the last decade as well, uh, really, uh, you know, reinforced to the government the need for this name change because we just couldn't go on um, living with this history uh, in the manner or the lack of truth-telling around this history. And uh, this year marks 175 years since Benjamin Boyd actually bought those men and families to Eden in New South Wales, the South Coast. And what name was given to this national park? Yeah, so the name Beowa. Uh, represents the killer whale. Biawa is also the Vanuatu High Commissioner's totem from his island. And and the significance of the killer whale uh, or the Biawa is that it, it brings people together. It's like we are one soul warrior, you know, one salt water. That's a pigeon word or bishlama word. Um, it, because, you know, the ocean doesn't discriminate and either do the whales. They travel throughout the universe really and they connect us in so many different ways and the spirits of our people as uncle bj cruz was talking as well connects and lives within the biwa you know it's an appropriate name and obviously you know that is a significant site where um people go to actually whale watch so australian south Carolina's port jackson welcome the first nations thinking around this and the uh, naming of the parks. It's quite a significant challenge to, uh, I guess, for the local area to understand the significance, but the more that people understand the history, the sooner we can heal and bring community together and, and celebrate the good, the bad, the ugly, if you know what I mean. So this is huge for a national park of this size. Coming back to the naming of Beowa, which uh, coincidentally and luckily happens to be also the totem of uh, the High Commissioner to Australia, uh, how was uh, the naming decided? Uh, how did uh, this choice of Beowa come about? That's through the traditional owners, the Thawa people. So the, the Beowa is a traditional owner name by the Thawa people, the Aboriginal landholders' rights yeah, of that area. Um, so that's how that name came about. And we discussed the naming and how further involvement of Australian South Sea Islanders will be included as we move towards the recognition strategy across, you know, the parklands, what that's going to look like in terms of symbolism, 
the involvement in the local uh, historical societies and building the narrative around the blackbirding history, which never existed before, yeah? All yeah. we knew about was that Benjamin Boyd was a celebrated entrepreneur and businessman, and he was named after well, his, these national parks and Benjamin Boyd Road on the North Shore was named after him in celebration of his entrepreneurialism. But they didn't talk about the dark side of that history and what he did to do or make that success happen, and that was slavery. He bought Atlantic slave money here from the Atlantic slave trade and built his businesses in this country. He sat on the Chamber of Commerce for New South Wales. He was a politician in our government. So, you know, this is the stuff that needs to be discussed, shared, and then commemorated for our loved ones that were lost as a part of this trade. There were some 200 here that walked back to King's Cross from Eden. They must have followed the coastline, but you know, some of those were found drowned in Sydney Harbour seeking passage home on vessels that wouldn't accept them. They were found rhyming naked in the streets in Sydney. These truths are not told. And then we have the very location where Ben Boyd's estate sits on Sydney Harbour, on the other side of the harbour here, when you look across to Narrabeen. You know, there's a lot more to be done in the space of recognising Australia's relationship with the Pacific slave trade in this country. And we are descendants of that trade. We are descendants of some seven-odd Melanesian islands that were stolen. My grandfather was 12 years old. That's my mother's father. It's such a young history. And my great-grandmother was 14. That was my nana's mother. And the dark side of this man's uh, history was uh, whitewashed or buried or hidden, but at the end, truth-telling has prevailed. This is very true. So the, 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 the name Biawa, you know, the commonality is that we are Indigenous peoples. The commonality is that we are black people, we are oldest living cultures, you know, because of this trade we are also Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander heritage because we were absorbed under the same Aboriginal Protection Acts, white Australia policies and then mass deportation occurred in 1901 with Federation. So we have a lot in common. So the BOA is giving back to the First Nations governance, practice, uh, Indigenous knowledges, knowing, being and doing on country. So decolonising country is, is critical to the well-being of our people as a collective. And as we talk more about this history, there's so much commonality there for us as people, as human beings, you know, that we can connect with. You know, the masses are drawn to Eden to look at and whale watch or watch the Biwa, you know? So there's a spiritual context that's deeper than the naming of Ben Boyd National Park because it's it's inherent, you know, to the traditional owners and it inspires community to actually participate on that country because of the Biwa. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, a positive development there. Some little good steps are happening around New South Wales. Recently, uh, the Aboriginal flag has been uh, uh, has been decided to be floating permanently on the Harbour Bridge. And also, in your own area, your jurisdiction, the South Sea Islander flag will be flown locally. That's right. It's a, it's a formidable um, achievement. My second council meeting here at the City of Sydney 
saw my notice of motion unanimously supported and we will be hosting an annual event August 25th of raising the Australian South Sea Islander flag at Town Hall in order to truth tell as well complemented with traditional dancers always led by First Nations, our families, our interconnected melanated bloodlines, Aboriginal, Torres Strait, South Sea Islanders and Pacific Island peoples, um, as well as, you know, other nationalities, people of colour. You know, our African, my father's actually from the Caribbean, so I have African heritage. My children's fathers are from West Africa. So, you know, we're looking at bringing in the truth of this nation. And let's not forget the first lot of sugar cane because we are descendants uh, of the 60,000 that were brought here to cut sugar cane in establishing this economy. The first sugar cane was planted by a West Indian man. There was significant African influence across the Torres Strait as well with the pearl diving and um, so many other, you know, London missionaries, etc. So there's a lot to be told about our collective heritage and uh, the diversity that exists for our marginalised communities here in Australia and especially in Sydney, especially in Sydney. So uh, hopefully my time here on council will assist bringing some of that truth to the masses, I guess, if I can say that, yeah. Yeah. Councillor Amelda Davis, before I let you go, well, anything you'd like to add to the conversation maybe we may have missed and uh, is really crucial, maybe a a take-home message? My take-home message is get involved in the truth-telling of the history of this nation. Get involved with the Australian South Sea Islander, Port Jackson, and uh, I guess the local community's call for recognition. Because as we unpack that truth, we find we have more in common than not. And uh, it's a great celebration when we do come together. So there'll be a number of events coming up over the next few years, and the City of Sydney are supporting Australian South Sea Islanders and recognition across the city. So let's let's start working together. You know, there's going to be opportunities, um, you know, grants, etc. So let's start working together and building that narrative. Councillor Imelda Davis, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been a really great pleasure. Thanks so much, Bertrand. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.